monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Bride of the Creature podcast. This is uh, the new. This I'm your host, uh, Chicago Dan. No, no I'm Joey. trying out a new voice here. It's for the we Chicago. T- we talked about this last week. No, you talked about it. I just sat there and listened. We're, we're not doing this. Well, no, we are not. I, I am. I'm quitting the show if you continue this. I don't understand why you're being so difficult. I don't understand. I'm ready to walk out unless you do your normal voice. I don't understand what your problem is. Start over. And then we can change your Not amused <laughs> with you right now. Start over properly. Hello and welcome to Thank the Bride of the Creature podcast. With me, apparently I'm the creature, contrary to what you might actually... Contrary to what your ears are telling you, I'm the creature, Joey G. And with me is the cutest podcaster in town, Nicole, the bride. Hello. Yeah, hi. How are you, love? Much happier now, thank you. Oh, I'm so glad. I don't know about you, but I'm covered in sweat. It's very hot in Calgary right now. Our air conditioner's not working, which is, I know, kind of a first world problem, but it's 28 and a half degrees in our house right now. It's too hot for us. It is. It is too hot. I've been sitting on the deck reading comic books. Fun. Now I have to come in and talk to you people. And you, I guess. (laughs) And me, the cutest podcaster in town. It's fine when I say you're the cutest podcaster in town, but when you say it, it sounds like arrogance. Well, just, that's how you introduce me. That's what people know me as. I don't think anyone knows. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, it's our second special versus edition of The Bride of the Creature, wherein we watch the what, original... What? Do you have to interrupt me every every time? Can I, I finish one damn sentence? I was raising the roof for you. What? What? All right. That's great. <laughs> So I can't do my Chicago accent, but you can raise the roof and say woot. Yes. Good to know. So, anyway, you derailed my whole train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. Do, uh, something oh. about um, movies. Uh, right. We do. We watch the original and the remake of a film. We watch the 1963 Robert Wise version of The Haunting. And then we watch the 1999 uh, Jan DeBont version of The Haunting. The same guy who made Speed. Oh, I like Speed. And Speed 2. And Twister. But let's focus on Speed, because that was the good one. So, yeah, we watched them both. And uh, we're going to sit here. You're going to get to listen to both trailers back to back. And you can kind of get an idea of, you know, what it is like. First, we'll show you the original, and then we'll show you the remake. Thank you for taking over. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen. Now look, Doc, we're buddies, okay? But don't try to convert me. I'm trying to prepare you. My name's Markway, Dr. Markway, a scientist interested in the supernatural. The unnatural, if you like. I came to Hill House to find the key to another world. Assisting me in this exploration of the unknown was Eleanor, Nell, who could look back into the past, and Theo, something of a witch who could see into the future. This is Luke, who didn't believe in anything. 
until evil, patient and waiting, made him change his mind. Stop it! God. Oh, God. Whose hand was I holding? How many of us take seriously the things we cannot or do not want to understand? simply because we are afraid. Elena, no, 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 you're Paul! Did you hear me calling? Oh, this house. You have to watch it every minute. The Haunting was produced and directed by Robert Wise, brilliant producer of West Side Story. The stars consist of a cross-section of top talent in the world of entertainment. Julie Harris, Claire Bloom, Richard Johnson, Russ Tamblin. What does it take to convince you that the dead do not always rest in peace? That some houses, like Hill House, are born bad? There once was a house, a bright, happy home. Something bad happened. Now it sits all alone. These are its bones. This is its skin. These are its eyes. Won't you come in? Okay, so there you go. So, we watched the original first, so why don't we talk about the original first? Did you like the original? I really liked the original. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Why, because I picked it? No, because generally, I find older movies... To be but boring and dry. You say that, but you love every older movie. Like you, some of your favorite movies are older movies. Yeah, but a lot of them, generally for me, are boring and dry yeah, but and you not see that scary. A lot of modern movies are boring and dry too. You're making yourself sound dumber than you are. Fuck! I don't think I actually hit record. Oh no, I did. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Good. I'm glad we're so professional. Sorry. I just, Sorry. I'm using a different program. Leave me alone. Okay. I'm learning. Okay. I, mean, I really did, and I, I liked the tone of it and the feel of it. Did you think it was scary? I did. It was scary, wasn't it? It was very moody and suspenseful, and I was... And it's I a felt, slow build. I felt nervous Yeah, like it starts, it. and it just slowly builds and builds and builds and builds and builds until it's just like freaky deaky at the end there, man. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I really enjoy it. Uh, it's, we should mention that it was directed by Robert Wise, who went on to direct such films as the original Star Trek motion picture, which is not a good movie. I like that movie. No, no, not the one you watched with Kevin. Oh. <laughs> not the J.J. Abrams one. Star Trek The Motionless Picture is the, the original crew, and then the sequel's really good, but the first one's boring as shit. But he also made, like, West Side Story, and Somebody Up There Likes Me, and some other really good movies. He made West Side Story? He did, and The Sound of Music, of, I think. It's a classic. Yeah. He's classic. He's a classic guy. Yeah. 
So the pedigree of this film is a little bit greater than the pedigree of the filmmaker who made the remake. Uh, so let's talk about the cast. You know, you had Julie Harris as Eleanor, or Nell, our hero. She was actually the only performance in the movie that I didn't love. She kind of Are you going to do a synopsis? Me. Oh yeah, I guess we usually do that. Uh, <laughs> basically, the synopsis of the original is a guy named Dr. Markway is doing research to prove the existence of ghosts, and he enlists the help of... Uh, Two people for with whom there is a connection to the supernatural. World. Uh, one Theo who has some extrasensory perce- per- perception. I don't say perspection. What an idiot. <laughs> and uh, Nell, who uh, she had experienced some psychic phenomenon when she was younger. You get the impression that because of her experiences and her difficult relationship growing up with her mother, that she has some sort of ability to cause psychic phenomenon Those to happen. Things. Psychokinesis, if you will. Good word. Thank you very much. Uh, and so Theo was played by Claire Bloom. I thought she was fantastic. Theo? Theo. Yeah, I really, really liked good. her. Uh, Richard Johnson played John Markaway, who is fantastic in this movie. He's the main guy with the mustache? Yeah, he's the professor. He was great. He was good. And Russ Tamblin played Luke Sanderson. And Russ Tamblin, which, oh, Luke, Luke Sanderson is the uh, nephew of the woman, the old woman who owns the property that they're going to be on, and the condition for allowing them to use the property was that they had to take Luke her nephew who's going to be inheriting the house with them and he's sort of a skeptic he doesn't believe in nothing he just wants to sell the house and make some cash and he's played by Russ Tamblin who was in Twin Peaks as Dr. Jacoby oh you told me that I was so yeah. excited I mean he's done lots of other stuff but my uh, favorite thing he was Twin in was Peaks. Twin Peaks as Dr. Jacoby with those 3D glasses he'd wear remember yes yeah. with one one red and one blue exactly yeah yeah and then the only other um, performance I just want to mention is Lois Maxwell who plays Grace Markway, who's Dr. John's wife, who oh, shows up right. like in the last act, and she played Money Penny in a ton of the James Bond movies, so I was excited. And she's kind of a skeptic too. Yeah, completely. She just wants her husband to come home to her. And she wants him to abandon because he's like he had a promising career at one point, but he's kind of thrown it away because he's on the fringes of academia because of his beliefs. He's trying to prove that the supernatural exists, and he wants to understand it because to him, he believes that supernatural phenomena is no different than any other un- un- unexplored or un. Jesus Christ, I can't talk today. What you're the doing, fuck? It's you're so doing hot. fine. Keep going. Keep going, honey. <sighs> any psychic phenomena or unexplained phenomena is just like any other thing not yet understood by science. Fuck. That was a mouthful. You did it. Thank Yay. you, Sarah. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, I really liked the progression of the, the, that the characters took. Mm-hmm. Um, it made you care about them and their progression of kind of being excited about being in this house mm-hmm. and each of them taking it differently. It took me till the second half of the movie to like Julie Harris as, as Nell, though. The first yeah. half of the movie, her character annoyed me so badly. She but by was the, a bit yeah, oh, dramatic. She was so annoying. But by the second half of the movie, that whole annoying bit from the beginning starts to pay off, and she actually is a fairly interesting character. She's never the most interesting character, and unfortunately the movie spends most of its time on, on her. her. But I like it because it... It goes more into the relationship that she develops with Theo, and mm-hmm. their kind of friendship develops. At first, I didn't like the um, inner monologue, inner narrative that that yeah. Nell has. She narrates a lot of the movie. Um, it was a bit, I don't know, didn't well, it's really kind of an outdated suit, technique. Yeah, it, well, it felt like it didn't even suit the first part of the movie very well. I didn't. But that. by the last part of it, yeah. it really did. And watch, uh, listening to her, her mm-hmm. go kind of crazy. 
I think it suited the movie, but like I say, I think it's a pretty... It's a film technique that we, like, never see anymore. So I think maybe part of it is that it takes us half the movie to kind of get used to that device because we, we don't see it in movies anymore. So it, it does seem a little out of place until you get into, further on into the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just thought it was boring at first. No, no, I, I agree. Like, like, like I said, this she's movie driving is a up, burn. When she's driving up to the house... That goes on a bit in her yeah. head. I don't really know if it's boring to me. It's annoying because it's what she's thinking, and I just want to punch her in the head most of the time as her character, because she's an annoying character. But it, like you say, it pays off. But the whole movie is very much a slow burn. Eh? Like it starts off very low key and eventually builds and builds and builds until you're fucking scared in a lot of sequences. This is a scary and movie. The special effects were really Fantastic. good. There's one in particular I was really impressed with, with the door kind of breathes in. Yeah. And it looks so yeah. real. Like it the, looked so The makers good. of the remake clearly liked that effect too. Yeah, but they because they I use it every three seconds. The remake. Well, let's, let's we'll get to the remake in a second. I was going to make that joke. The remake. Let me just say, had worse effects, special oh, effects than the original. Oh, by far. Well, we'll get to the remake. Yes. Uh, let's just uh, let's just finish up with the original. Um, I, I I thought that the whole thing was pretty damn good. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> What else, anything else you want to add about the, the original? It, it had parts that truly scared me yeah. and made me gasp. And you're, you're feeling very tense the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a very good movie. All right, now this is going to seem kind of a dick move, but we spent not a, I wanted to spend a bit of time on the original because I know we have more to say about the remake, unfortunately. Let me start off by saying, Nicole, that I adored it. I loved you're it. You're lying. I'm lying. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I totally agree. I will put it... I, I kid you not, I put this in the top five worst movies I've ever seen. It was probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen. How, how, I want to know, how did they manage to get talented people? There are good performances. There are good actors in this movie who give in the worst performances of their career. And it's a good story that they took. They fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> From page one. They it, use the same characters. Like. It is. <laughs> The one thing I'll say, I'll say one positive thing about it, so I'm not just going to be a hater for the whole time. It looks like the set design. The, the house itself looks cool. The house itself is retarded, but like the set dressing, whoever was in charge of designing the, the physical props, did a good job. No, I disagree. Really? The house looked creepy, like a creepy old house. I thought they did a good job making the house look good. I thought it was way over the top. It was. I thought they tried to take the what they did in the original, which did have really good set design, and take Off it... the ante. Which, it didn't work. Like the paintings. The paint, the creepy paintings. <laughs> and the, the room, the hall of mirrors with fucking calliope music playing and everything rotates like a merry-go-round there's way too many angel statues and baby yeah, statues you know what, you're right. it was over the top let me okay let me rephrase it before you get into the house they found a house that looked cool like the outside of the house <laughs> looked good yeah yeah right okay so let's let's do the plot the plot is th they the took same. a pretty no it's not that's the problem is they took a pretty basic story and they fucked around with it we're gonna spoil this movie here for you because you can't spoil it it's shitty so th in this movie Dr. Marrow who is the only character with a different name for some reason instead of being Dr. John Markway his name is Dr. Marrow I have no idea why they felt they had to do that his name is David Marrow everybody else has the same name I didn't notice that uh, so Dr. David Marrow Rather than recruiting people who've had psychic phenomena happen to them, 
to study the paranormal. He's uh, a scientist who studies fear, like not unlike the prophet, the, the scarecrow in Batman. He tricks a bunch of people who have sleep problems, problem sleeping, into coming to this house where they think they're t- partaking in an experiment on sleep deprivation or sleep insomnia and such. Which doesn't make sense because we never actually see any character having a problem sleeping other than Owen Wilson's character. Like, you ne- like until the movie started, there's no mention of Nell having problems sleeping. And uh, Theo's character also, you, she, she talks about how she can't sleep, and yet every time we see her in a bed, she's asleep. Yeah. Like, and she talks uh, about how she's been having the best sleep of her life. I know, it's so stupid. Alright, let's talk about the cast too, because it's, they're such talented people. Liam Neeson's one of the best actors ever. He's the only one who doesn't completely suck, but his dialogue is still utter shite. He does not save this movie. No, not at all. He doesn't even come close. Even he tries his best with a horrible movie, but it still fails awfully. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oscar award-winning Catherine Zeta-Jones gives the worst performance of her I've ever seen in my life. She is hilarious in this movie. And Theo is such a cool character in the original. She is hilarious. When she goes off on her rant about how her boyfriend and her girlfriend don't get along and like, oh, how arty and cool she is. She has a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Like, fuck, I hate this character. Like, she sucked. And then she told the doctor that he doesn't feel. Oh, that was the best part. You don't feel. I laughed so hard. And Owen Wilson plays Luke Sanderson. Not I... as good as Russ Tamblyn. I like Owen Wilson, but again, he has terrible dialogue. He was probably the best performance in no, this movie. No, Liam Neeson was better. Because Liam Neeson's character was less hilarious. I liked like, his hilarity. Owen, he was supposed to be funny. No, no, but he wasn't funny because his jokes were funny. He was funny because the dialogue was terrible. It was like a high school play. And then Lily Taylor, who is a decent actress, played Nell. And she was infinitely worse. Like, this is one of the most annoying screen performances I've ever seen. I mean, like, there's no slow burn. All of a sudden, like, she goes from being normal... normal. And not mousy or repressed like the original Nell. Just like normal. Just, yeah, I had to look after my mom. It was kind of a bummer. Normal. And then all of a sudden, she's crazy. Howling mad. Hallucinating. But not really. She's talking to dead children. And she's really irritating. There was no real character development. It was just that switch into being crazy with nothing happening. I just liked, liked Bruce Dern. That was the best performance. Bruce Dern played Mr. Dudley, the groundskeeper. I just <laughs> He's just a dick. He has one line. Nothing scary about this movie. Nothing. The scary parts weren't scary. I, there was not even one moment when I felt suspenseful. Can we talk about the special effects? They were awful. They have, It was the worst CGI I've seen. Like, it was bad. I will say one thing, though. It was the 90s, though, Joey. 1999. The Matrix came out in 99. Did it? Star Wars Episode One came out in ninety nine. Okay, this had better CGI. Yeah. Jurassic Park came out in fucking ninety three, and it looked infinitely better. <laughs> That's my favorite movie. I know it is. Like, there's no excuse for this. But the funny thing is, they use CGI to make their breath go cold in certain scenes, and it looks fucking horrible. But it looked better than the pipe smoke in the Hobbit movie. Just throwing that out there. Not Bad CGI. The Bad Hobbit. CGI. So the bigger, so the other change. Okay, so they're taking part in a sleep study. Uh, but then all of a sudden, there's, the house has a ghostly past, which is completely different from the the less over-the-top dramatic past that the original movie had. And this one, Dr. Crane, Dr. Fraser Crane, not actually Dr. Fraser Crane, wouldn't that be awesome if it was Dr. Fraser Crane? Dr. Hugh Crane, uh, it turns out he's been, his wife died, uh, and then all of her children were stillborn. 
and he wanted children, so he started stealing children from a mill and then burning them and playing hide-and-seek with their ghosts. Yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, I did forget to say one thing about the original that I really liked. That Please. was one of my favorite parts. Say it. That the history of that house um, was that um, nothing was built on a perfect angle mm-hmm. or a perfect right angle. So that's why the doors open and close by themselves and they start having some scientific explanation for why things are happening. But the fact that they would think of that, that the house wouldn't be built perfect, is a really cool yeah. idea. And this the, the remake... Nothing. It just tried to look like a scary house. They don't mention that the doors are opening and closing. There's one scene, one scene, after the pounding on the walls, which was in the original, but way more over the top in this one. They're standing in a kitchen, and they go, maybe it was the pipes. Back to movie. I was like, fuck everything about this movie. It was hilarious. You, you laughed a lot. Oh my god, I was laughing so hard. I didn't. I was too hot and uncomfortable in this house to be laughing. Yeah. I mean, I would say this movie needs to be on Mystery Science Theater right fucking now. <laughs> yes. We honestly need to do a first ever Bride of the Creature commentary track for that movie. <laughs> Just watch the movie again. I know, but stay with me and record a commentary track for it. Because I can't think of any other way to make that movie palatable. Only if we have, like, a fan blowing on me. Otherwise I'm just grumpy. Yeah, okay. We could get the air conditioning fixed, too, dear. Oh. So, alright, Nicole, which did you like better, the original or the remake? Obviously, the remake. What's fucked up? The original was critically acclaimed and was really well-liked, but didn't... The original. The original? But it didn't make very much money. Okay. Like, the remake was reviled, like it was hated, and it made a fuck ton of money. Really? Yeah. I'm like, why? I don't understand. See, when we first decided to do this versus, I didn't know very much about either of these movies, and I knew you were going to like the original more. And you were going to try and like the So movie. I was going to try to like just be the opposite and be the new modern girl that I am and like the remake better. There's no way I can like this movie at all. No. The original is infinitely better. It's such a good movie. It's probably not one of my top horror movies because it was so good. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, oh, I don't understand. The original cost apparently $1.4 million to produce and it made on its theatrical run like $1.2 million. So it didn't make back its money in its theatrical run. The remake cost $80 million. How that fucking movie cost $80 million I have no idea. And it made like $140 million. Fuck that. Right? People are so stupid. I was supposed to say people... Like shitty movies. Like shitty movies. And I like shitty movies but I don't like this shitty movie. Me either. Nicole, what do you give the original out of 10? I give it my first 10 out of 10. Get out! You give it a 10 out of 10? Yeah. I give it a 9 out of 10. Wow. That's so cool. You you don't throw those around. Nope. Good. That's great. All right, Nicole, what do you give the remake out of 10? A 1 out of 10. You give it a 1 out of 10. Wow. That's harsh, Nicole. I give it a 0 out of 10. Really? <laughs> yep. Nothing. There's nothing about that movie that I would recommend to anyone to watch. Other, you know, okay, fine. I'll give it a one only so, but to tell you, get like I don't even drink. Get drunk with your friends and make fun of this movie. That is the only way I could possibly recommend you watch that piece of shit. Or just every time Joey, you don't even drink. Talking, I know. I'm straight edge, and I'm encouraging others to imbibe. <laughs> or just fast forward every time Liam Neeson's isn't talking and. Watch the one scene with Bruce Dern because he has crazy hair. 
He does have crazy hair. Fucking piece of shit movie. Wow. Well, time to rinse our mouths out a little bit with Would You Rather. Would you rather, Nicole? I'm going to ask you a Would You Rather. You're going to do Would You Rather this week. Yeah. Nicole, Would You Rather. Okay. If, you, if Would you rather be stuck in the haunted house from the original The Haunting or the haunted house from the remake of The Haunting? Obviously, I want to go to the original house. You think because, so? Because I think that whole angle thing is so cool. I'd be there with my <laughs> like my, my compass and my protractor and You'd I'd be measuring shit. Things. You do, in your little pencil case. I could borrow right. yours. I use it to draw straight lines. I think that's the coolest idea ever. I want to go to that house. I would choose to be in the uh, remake house. Why? If I was in the original haunted house, I'd be fucking scared. Because it's scary there. If I was in the remake house, I'd probably die. And then I'd be free of that shitty movie. And I wouldn't have to be scared. I'd be laughing, so I'd be having a good time. And then I'd get killed by a swinging flu from a fireplace that is in the shape of a lion that bites Owen Wilson's head off. It bites his head off! Oh, I also liked in the original, um, this is going to sound cheesy, but the characters, they had this more family yeah, vibe together. And oh. they meshed really well, but I didn't like, they didn't have that on the remake. One other thing I loved in the original, the scene on the spiral staircase is so tense and so well shot and the way the camera goes up the stairs is so incredibly cool. And that whole scene is just like, so awesome and in the remake it's hilarious it's truly the funniest part of the whole movie when the stairs are falling apart and Liam Neeson's is trying to catch up with uh, no really, yeah, no yeah, bad bad movie Nicole now it's time to really cleanse our palate to wash our mouths out it's time to watch you flail around <sighs> and come up empty once again Nicole are you ready to play the following is based on a true story I guess Nicole the rules are as follows I'm going to describe to you four horror films and their synop- the titles and their synopses. However, one of these films is a big, fat, phony. It comes from my imagination. I invented it, Nicole. And you have to use your... Skill and judgment. Skill and judgment to determine which is the real ones, which are the... And you have to use your skill and judgment to determine which are the real films and which... Is the big fat phony. Nicole, are you ready to play? The following is based on a true story. I already said I guess so. Nicole! The following is based on a true story. Film number one. The Man Without a Body. A wealthy businessman discovers he has a brain tumor and seeks medical help. The bit which is always a good thing to do. If you have a brain tumor, you should seek medical help. That's like a little public service announcement from here. Uh, from good. all of us here at Bride of the Creature. The businessman... Fa- the businessman finds a scientist experimenting with transplanting monkey heads on different monkey bodies. What? Stay with me. The businessman decides to steal the head of Nostradamus from the prophet's crypt. And then, you know, have his brain swapped. So, what's this movie called? The Man Without a Body. Okay. Film number two. Mesa of Lost Women. A mad scientist named Aranya, which is uh, Spanish for spider, is creating giant spiders and dwarves in his lab on Zarpa Mesa in Mexico. He wants to create a master race of superwomen by injecting his female subjects with spider venom. This would not work in real life. No. Film number three. Aw, ding. I just stopped listening to what you were saying. What? What's the movie about? (laughs) Mesa of Lost Women. 
a mad scientist named Aranya is creating giant spiders and dwarves in his lab on Zarba Mesa in Mexico. He wants to create a master race of superwomen by injecting his female subjects with spider venom. Got it. Film number three. Sorority babes in the slimeball Bolorama. Three frat boys sneak into the Tri-Delta... Three frat boys sneak into the Tri-Delta sorority to witness the initiation of new pledges, and they're caught. The pledges must go to the local bowling lane and steal a trophy, aided by the unwanted frat boys. An accident causes the trophy to break, releasing an evil imp who then begins wreaking havoc with the teens who begin suffering an attrition problem, which means they start to die one by one. Got it. Film number four, Pillow Baby Death Squad. A demented mad scientist breeds a gang of pillow babies to do his evil bidding. What is a pillow baby? I anticipated you asking me what a pillow baby was, and so I took the liberty of looking up the uh, definition of a pillow baby. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Pillow babies refers to humans that at birth have the growth production in their pituitary glands stunted permanently. So that way, they never age or grow larger, so that even at old age, they still resemble a child. They age, but they don't get any bigger. And so this is done to care for mentally handicapped people so that as the parents get older, they can still care for their handicapped child who never grows any larger. Now, nobody really knows if this is a real thing or not, so it's kind of left as a myth, but it's sort of a thing for mythology that you could... Pillow baby, got it. Pillow babies, yeah. So it's like you could have like a, a 50-year-old handicapped retarded like guy. Pants. And he's like a little guy because his parents are going to be in their 70s. They can't care for a 50-year-old handicapped dude, so they pillow baby him. So yeah, so the Pillow Baby Death Squad, demented man scientist, breeds a gang of pillow babies to do his evil bidding. So Nicole, the man without a body, Mesa of Lost Women, Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama, or Pillow Baby Death Squad. Only one of these is a big fat phony. See, Pillow Baby Death Squad sounds like the stupidest one to me, and the most unbelievable. But you'd want to watch it. No! <laughs> You came up with this one, didn't you? I, if I told you, that wouldn't be a game. You have to use your skill and judgment. You know the rules. I, feel like I explain them every week. The second movie, I can't even say. Mesa of Lost Women. Mesa of Lost Women. You would not come up with something Spanish. <laughs> Why? It just that's not your brain. I knew I knew Aranya meant spider in Spanish. Yeah, but I don't think you came up with that one. You're not that clever to, to Thank you. throw in a Spanish word there. Well, you have a lot of respect for the Spaniards. They're not even Spaniards, they're Mexicans. No, I didn't say they were Spaniards. Nicole's really you into did. the S&M people? No. Spaniards and Mexicans? I just think that you wouldn't have come up with that. I don't okay. believe that. I love our Spanish brothers and sisters, personally. I didn't, I didn't say we didn't <laughs> like them. I'm saying you didn't come up with that. So you think that Mesa of Lost Women is a real movie? Yes. What about the man without a body? The guy with the, the brain tumor who that sounds like finds the scientist who's switching monkey heads? And decides to steal the head of Nostradamus? That sounds like something you would make up, but I believe that that's a real movie. I'm offended that you think I'd make that one up, because that one doesn't make any sense. But I still think it's a real movie. Okay, so, so you think The Man Without a Body is a real movie, and you think that Mesa of Lost Women is a real movie. What about Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama? I'm going to say you came up with that one. You think Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama is a fake movie? Yep. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Nicole, The Man Without a Body... Is a real movie. Yep. Nicole Mesa of Lost Women is a real movie. Knew it. Nicole Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolorama is a real movie. <laughs> Which means that Joey G, your host with the most, came up with the Pillow Baby Death Squad. Come on. No one would make a movie about pillow babies killing people. That is from my twisted, demented brain. 
See, that's when the sound of the stupidest. So I thought it was the real movie. Like, you're tricking me. I honestly thought you were going to get this one because I was like, damn, all of my really, like, believable horror ones are gone. I'll have to use my one of my worst ideas ever, the Pillow Baby Death Squad. Because it's usually the worst idea that is a movie. I mean, yeah. You tricked me. I, to be honest, Man Without a Body is a horrible idea for a movie. And you would watch Pillow Baby Death Squad, wouldn't you? I totally would not watch Pillow Baby Death Squad. <laughs> I would love to know if it's possible to create a Pillow Baby. Uh, I only recently discovered that they're not real. I always thought Pillow Babies were a real thing. Nope. Yeah, I guess. Oh well, that's too bad. I always like to think the Pillow Babies were out there somewhere keeping us safe. <laughs> I want to make you a comic so book about weird. a superhero team of Pillow Babies. No. I would not buy that comic or well, draw it for you. you. I don't want you to draw. I'll draw it myself. No, you won't. People need to, to learn. They need to know about the pillow baby. They have to know that they're out there. You just said they're not a real thing, so they don't I'm need to know. I'm going to make them a real thing. You are not a scientist. If, you, if we, When we have a baby, if it was retarded, would you pillow baby it? What? <laughs> would you rather? No, Joey. <laughs> We're not having this conversation. <laughs> would you rather have your full-on retard child grow up big and you can't manage him because he's so much bigger than you? How are you going to feed him and take care of him? Or would you rather have a little baby? Oh, <laughs> uh, he's tiny. I'm not like, answering this question. It's like the borrowers. Joey, you are a horrible person. Borrowers is a movie about pillow babies. It's not a movie about pillow babies. <laughs> You're ruining the borrowers for everybody. It's not borrowers. It's borrowers. <laughs> the borrowers is about moles. The borrowers is about pillow babies. The borrowers. You're ruining the borrowers. Well, that's all for this week in pillow babies. So we'll see. We'll see you next week on the pillow baby roundup. Alright, so next week we are oh, watching yeah. my pick. Nicole's pick. And I feel like we've been watching a lot of old stuff lately. She says that, but we watched a new one like three weeks ago, what, but okay. We watched Splice. Weeks? That's old. Splice was in 2009, you crazy asshole. I'm talking more modern than oh, that. more modern. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're watching Apparition. Apparition. I know it sounds like Operation when she says it, but it's Apparition. So we're watching Apparition from 2012. I said it right. And directed by Todd Lincoln. Starring a bunch of young people that I don't know. Yeah, it's got Malfoy in it. Oh, that kid, right. Tom Felton. From Harry Potter. Yeah, everybody else is a bunch of just young people. It looks scary. The previews made it look really scary. I'm excited to watch it. I can hardly wait. You're not looking forward to it. I think it's going to suck, but we'll see. It's short. It's shorter than the remake of The Haunting. You know what? Good timing for this one, because I'm not excited to watch this, but we're watching it right after The Haunting remake, so I think it, it, it can only look good in comparison. Well, don't compare it. Just look at it on its own. That's what you're supposed to do. Thank you, dear. I appreciate that. That's what Keeping you do when you critique honest in my things. journalistic integrity. Yes. All right, well, that's going to wrap us up here on the Bride of the Creature podcast this week. Uh, until next week, I am the creature, Joey G, and Nicole is the pillow baby. No, what? <laughs> I don't want to be a pillow baby. Bride of the Creature podcast. You are the bride. Hello. Oh, I mean... <laughs> we're leaving now, dear. <laughs> kissy, kissy. No, we're not there yet. Oh, what? The... What the fuck are you doing? What? I'm lost. All right, we're going to go... We're going to... You yelled at me for fucking up the intro. We're going to redo the outro because of you. Hmm. <laughs> Until next week, that's all for... I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's all for this week on the Bride of the Creature podcast. Until next week, I'm the creature, Joey G, and across the table from me is the bride, Nicole. I love you. Just say something. Say... Hello. No, not hello! <laughs>
Until next week, I'm the creature Joey G. Nicole is the bride. Uh, y'all stay scary now. Kissy, kissy. Jesus. <laughs> How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?